Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Shally Singh. Shally, welcome. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me on the podcast here. It's a big pleasure. Well, I know you're a bit of a fan, so it's uh, it's, it's great to have you on it. Totally, I am. I listened to so many of your episodes. I'm really excited to be here. Well, it's great because a lot of people who I interviewed in the early days, in, I interviewed them before the show was live. So they didn't get the opportunity to hear what was going on and they came in a little bit blind. But you have additional pressure of knowing what other stories have already come out there. But this is Shally's story and I'm very excited to share Shally's story. Oh, thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Shally, tell me, what is it you are spending most of your time doing right now? Uh, most of my time right now, uh, well, I'm a newbie mum, so that's what I do most of my time. Uh, professionally, I'm a property entrepreneur, so that's what I do, and I'm also a mentor in property, so I teach people how to invest in property properly and design their path to financial freedom. And how has it been being a newbie mum? It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, it's amazing, you know, to see your baby grow. Uh, and the best part is that I have a lot of time on hand to do that, thanks to my property portfolio and all the actions that went uh, in the picture a couple of years back. which is really paying off well now. So it's, it's brilliant for me to kind of make the most of it now with the baby. Oh, it's wonderful to hear. It's it's tough running a business when you're juggling a family as well, but you seem to have it all outsourced or, or all organized, so you're hands-free. Is that the case? Yes, it's, it's kind of a mixture. We do have a lot of things outsourced. I do have a very supportive husband, uh, Rick, who helps me as well. And I think being a mom actually motivates me to do more and it gives me the energy that I need. So um, it all it all just goes with the flow when you become a mum and it just kind of, you know, go with the energy. So, so that's how we've been doing things. Fabulous. So what is it you're, you're doing in property right now? So currently, um, we are doing development. Um, so I'm into commercial development, building from scratch. So it's all, it's all the fancy top parts that we are working on right now. So I'm um, building properties. I am, you know, running a HMO portfolio in the background, which is the foundation of our property portfolio. And um, I am designing my properties as well because I come from a creative background. So that's there as well. So yeah, that's that's what we've been up to currently. And how is it you got involved in property? Was this a plan? No, it wasn't a plan at all. Property just happened to me. Um, it all started with a seminar that my husband came across, and it was quite random as well. He usually drives to work, but on this particular day, he was traveling by tube, and he just literally saw a newspaper 
uh, Metro, where he saw, okay, there's a free property seminar. So that's how he got interested in it. And he literally dragged me to the seminar. I had no interest whatsoever. But then he kind of urged me and pushed me to kind of look into this. He thought that I could probably make something out of this. So that's how I got introduced to property. But my belief started to build in really when I started seeing the results. Um, so that's how I started, by accident. <laughs> and you were dragged into that seminar, kicking and screaming, I don't want to be here. Yes, totally. I mean, uh, my husband had done something similar before, which was a complete disaster. And I was like, well, I don't want to entertain another one. So that's why I was not too interested in it. But yeah, here we are today doing property big time. <laughs> so you started out and you started to see results. What were, what were you doing? How did you start? Before property, I was an assistant merchandiser with a home brand called Laura Ashley. So I did that for a couple of years. Before that, I was working in Zara uh, as a deputy manager. And uh, quite funnily, I did my degree in fashion design, which I absolutely did nothing with. All I knew was I have a creative side and I like creative things more than kind of uh, theory or more kind of, you know, just studying books. I was more kind of, uh, you know, my creative juices were more uh, opulent than anything else. So I just kind of did fashion and um didn't do much with the degree, but I was just happy with the fact that I was, uh, you know, at least in a brand that did something with fashion. So, and the results that you saw in property early on spurred you on to just keep going. You you saw the results and you thought, oh, actually, I I can do this. Uh, yes, yes. So my light bulb moment was when I did my first property project. It was uh, a property that we bought. And we uh, did the works to it and we started getting income on it. And that income covered pretty much my um, salary that I used to get from work. That was my light moment that, okay, I don't actually have to spend 20, 25 days at work in a month. And I then make that money. I can, you know, get my time back and still make the money. So that's where I really got that light bulb that, oh, okay, property actually works. And if I have a couple of more properties like this, then I probably don't have to exchange my time necessarily for the money that I'm making. So that that was my first light bulb in property that really made me interested to do, you know, to kind of find out more and see what more I can do in property. And going back to your choice of degree and doing fashion design, how did that happen? How did you come to study Right. Okay. So there's a bit of a story behind this. Um, I think after my A-level, my high school, I uh, I was in India at that point and I had no clue what I wanted to do. I just did not know, you know, what is it that I want to do with my life? So I did uh, a couple of things just to try and see if something really works for me. So firstly, I um, got into hospitality for six months. So I started a degree in hospitality and then that required me to do some work experience in working in hotels. But um, I come from an uh, Asian family and uh, not necessarily in the Asian families, you know, uh, you could work on social hours or necessarily work. At least the kind of family I came from, they were very protective of me. 
So um, I wanted to work in the hotel. That didn't really happen. So my dad advised me to do something else. So hospitality was out of the window. But then I thought, well, um, I like to travel. So how about, uh, you know, becoming a air hostess? So I did another course on that for a year. But then my dad said, no, you can't be traveling so much. You know, you, you should be home and doing other stuff. I was like, okay, dad. Um, so that air hostess thing went out of the window as well. And then I was like, well, what do I really like? And I knew that my creative side is good. That is something I enjoy. So I did another six months course on studying fashion, designing clothes, and I really enjoyed it. And from there came the idea to actually do the degree in fashion. And at that point, um, my brother, um, so I have two older brothers, and one of them used to study in uh, UF. He was doing engineering there. So I was like, Dad, can you send me abroad as well? I really want to study fashion. And my dad was completely against it. But, but bless my brother who convinced my dad somehow. And, and they agreed then to send me not too far away, but to send, it, send me to UK to do my fashion degree. So that's how I ended up doing fashion after a lot of exploration and a lot of um, adventurous journey, I would say. <laughs> and did you stay with family over here at all? No, I don't. Um, we don't have any family here. I've got some lovely friends, but no family. So you came over on your own, sort of early 20s to study fashion. And then and then what? Well, then was the reality check, really, because life in India is completely different to life in here. And there are so many things I can talk about, but majorly, you know, um, okay, working and having a job. I never did an, any job in India. So even making a CV or giving an interview was a big milestone for me. Even preparing a covering letter, I had to ask 10 people to help me because that's just something I never did before. And it was about eight or nine months continuously trying to get a job. I did finally get a job. So that's how I started working here. Uh, other than that, in India, you do have a lot of comfort around, you know, not cooking your own food or doing your dishes or doing your laundry or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was kind of a reality check that, okay, you have to do all of these things uh, on your own. But subconsciously, I was actually quite enjoying being independent. And I don't have to rely on people to kind of do my stuff. So it was a shocker. But I, when I reflect on it, it was actually so good because it just gave me the feeling that I can do my stuff on my own. And I would imagine my mother was actually quite happy with it. So uh, that I'm doing all my stuff on my own. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's how it was when we started here, when I started here. So you decided to be independent and why was that important for you to be independent I think it was very important for me to be independent because those seeds were actually planted in my conscious a while ago so I was in a habit or I was always under the impression that my dad will look after me my brothers will look after me and they will give me the money and fund my lifestyle and I'm all good. But slowly, it was tearing inside me that I, I don't quite enjoy that. I want to do things myself and I want to 
prove myself to my family, my brothers, that I can make something out of my life as well. It's not just about getting married or looking after the house or just doing that stuff. I, I'm much more capable of doing something else. So secretly, I always knew I had the potential, but it was just finding the way to kind of unleash it. So that's why being independent was really important to me, just to prove myself and also not just to my family, but to my own self that you can do this. You know, you can make much more meaning out of your life and you don't need to rely on your parents or your brothers or even your husband financially. And the biggest kind of shock or the, you know, the, the light bulb again for me was when I lost my dad back in 2010. So I was, at that point, I was completely dependent on him for, you know, anything I did like that. Can you please pay off my credit cards or my brother? Can you please send me some funds so I can do this or I can do that? Because um, that's, that's what I used to do. And then slowly, as my dad was no longer around, I was just asking my brother or my husband. But then, because I did not like it, that's why I was literally hunting for opportunities right, left and center. That's something which, will, uh, which I can resonate with and something which would allow me to get my potential out. And that's where I think property paid me big time. So being introduced to property, although I had no experience, really gave me the means to unleash my real potential and, you know, come out of that cover and see what I can actually do. And is that normal for families to be supportive in, in the culture, in the Indian culture, that you, you rely on your, your brothers or your father for, for money? Or is that just your family? Um, I, I think it's quite a normal thing over there. But for some reason, I I knew that I was not really liking it. And I probably needed that big shake to kind of wake me up. And it, that happened when I when dad was not no longer around. And I was like, I can't just keep asking my brother or even my husband. So that's when it kind of, you know, became a bigger volcano really inside me that you really need to do something about this now. And you really need to give yourself a chance to go out there and make something, uh, you know, more meaningful out of your life and be independent. And do you have the opportunity to do that through property now? Totally, totally. I think property was not just about being financially independent. It was majorly about the person that I now, I feel I have become. So personal development was big time more of a reward that I got from property than, you know, just having a property portfolio itself. Because when I compare myself to my older self and what I am right now, I feel so, I'm I'm so humbled with the fact that actually it was always there, but I just did not see it. I didn't have enough belief. And then you meet certain people in life who kind of give you the nudge. So there was many property people who gave me that nudge. And then I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm getting there. I'm opening myself now. So, for example, public speaking, that was something I was petrified of, absolutely petrified. But now I'm very comfortable 
to share my story, you know, get on the stage, talk to people. Back in the days, my my face would go red and my heartbeat would, you know, just go over the roof when I was in front of the stage. But I kept on doing it. And before I knew, I was actually okay with it. So many such things which I got from property, uh, majorly personal development, which has been a game changer for me. And it's really allowed me to, you know, open up and express myself. And with the personal development, do you feel you could have done what you've done without that? No way. No way. I still remember struggling to read books, really struggling to read books, because that was just not me. I'm more of a creative drawing or, you know, that kind of person. But I kept on doing it because I knew that, you know, I'm not going to get results straight away, but the compound effect will kick in. And in fact, that was the book where I started and it's just those little actions that I kept on taking which you know compounded over the number of years and now I can see the results of of them but no way I could have done this without personal development and I still do it I still read books I still have mentors and I still keep brushing myself because that is what keeps me going and there's always room for improvement I believe and how has your life changed with the with the property? What what has it given you, and why is that important? It's given me a lot. It's given me myself majorly. So with property came personal development. So that has given me my true potential. I feel. Moreover, financially, yes, I'm much more stable. It's been a good four five years. I haven't asked a single penny from my family or anyone. It's all kind of you know, done by me. So that gives me big satisfaction that I don't have to, you know, uh, ask necessarily for money. And majorly now being a mum, it's given me the time that I cherish a lot with my baby because I used to see a lot of people around me at work within my friend circle who would, who would lead what we call the alarm clock life. And I never wanted to do that. I just never wanted to do that. I have to send my baby to a nursery because I have no choice. I will do that if I want to, but it shouldn't be something I have to do. I always believe that there is a different world out there and there are different choices you can make. So for you, Shally, what I'm hearing is that property has given you choice and choice in your lifestyle. Absolutely, it has. It's given me the choice to do things the way I would really like to and make me feel more liberated really because I don't have to follow the norm now and I do have the time in hand thanks to you know the action-packed four years that I've spent in property it's, it's just you know paying all the dividends now so it's a lifestyle change it's change of choices and it's also given me an opportunity to to get closer to my potential and what really I'm capable of is what I feel, which is a humbling experience indeed. And how does it feel to know that people believe in you, that people want to invest in you and they look up to you? It is brilliant. It is absolutely amazing because, because I do realize one thing that Mostly, people won't really invest in your property deal necessarily because that can change. 
but what they truly invest you is in the person itself. So for me to be that person and for me to be able to, you know, deliver for them and, you know, perform where I need to matters a lot because I do take other people's money very seriously as if it was my own. What would I do with that? You know, how, how careful and diligent I would be with that. So for me to be able to deliver and perform matters a lot. And that, and property is always a win-win, which is a fantastic thing as well, because we are all winning in it. So for them to believe in me matters to me the most. And for me, my investors get paid before I get paid. And that's really how it, it is, because without the investors and the joint venture partners that I have, uh, I wouldn't have been anywhere near closer to where I am right now. So definitely, yeah. And you mentioned that you didn't read very much. How important has sort of reading and personal development been for you on this journey? Oh, it's been very important because property is not just, uh, you know, the property itself for me or the fact that I have a property portfolio and rental income and so on. Uh, what came along was massively the personal development. And uh, Without the personal development, again, I would have been nowhere closer to where I am. And yes, I am more of a visual or a creative person. So reading books was definitely not my thing, but I just kept on doing it. And all of that just compounded over the number of years. In fact, my very first book that kick-started me big time was The Compound Effect. And I remember when I used to wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, all excited to read and explore what's further written in there and how further I can get closer to my goals by taking those little ex- actions consistently. Uh, you know, it, it was a brilliant experience for me. So, you know, that's how I started reading. Couldn't see the results straight away, as you won't, but because I kept on going and continued taking consistent little steps. I got closer to my goals and everything started to compound, which is a very liberating experience that you can actually achieve whatever you want in life if you just keep taking those little actions consistently, which is what the book talks about majorly. So yes, personal development is a big contributor and I'm so passionate about it. I still have mentors. I still have, you know, people telling me what to do and I'm still brushing up myself because this is the thing. There's always room for improvement. And who have been your major influences on your journey? Um, well, I would definitely mention one who you have interviewed as well. It's Miss Jo Apker. She has been an amazing influence in my life. She was the one who got me out of my shell for public speaking as well, because I remember when I used to even attempt to get on the stage and you know, hold the mic in my hand, my face used to go red. My heart rate used to go over the roof, but that's not the case now. It was just that little nudge that I needed, which Joe gave me massively, which was an eye-opener for me as well, that sometimes you just have to not worry about the result and just do it. So she played a big part for me in public speaking. And also Jill Fielding, I would like to mention, because her story and the way she is a self-made, you know, person today it is 
such is such an influence on me because I can relate to so many elements of her story where she was ignored or she she knew she was capable of doing something else but you know wasn't quite sure but she kept on doing everything that came in her way and today she you know she is a big big inspiration to me as well definitely so what would you say has been more important the, your your circle of influence or your personal development I would say my personal development would have not happened if I didn't have the influence from these people. So it's dependent on each other. So you seek inspiration from the people around you and they influence you in different areas in your life. And then personal development is something that I am accountable for my own self, I feel. So it is something I have to do every day. I have to read every day. I have to exercise every day I have to make sure that I'm you know I've got the energy to do things to be a mom to run a business to you know run my house and do everything that I need to so but both of them are equally important I would say in my life and what does it mean for you to now be that independent woman in business in terms of to your family or your friends your your husband to me it means everything because I still remember the day I got my first salary and I called my dad and I told him that I've earned 800 pounds this month, my salary at the time. He was over the moon. He was so happy that I've actually made something out of my life, even though he didn't understand really what I was doing before. But to have that little achievement gave him a lot of joy, which, which means a lot to me. And I very dearly miss him day because uh, it's hard to express you know what my dad would have told me looking at what I've been doing currently so I'm sure he's watching me but that that is something I really miss Uh, but nevertheless I've got my lovely brothers who also look up to me now and who are equally proud of me and they they kind of believe in me that I've made something out of my life because they've been major role models to me as well in my life. They're both very successful in you know, their own lives and something I wanted to do and for them to see me you know, running a business now and being independent, it, it's, it's priceless to me really because it's been a good four or five years that I haven't asked for a single penny from them or anyone. I've been doing it all myself and that is a very liberating experience and I'm very humbled to kind of experience experience that today as well. So what's next for Shali Singh? I think the new phase in my life now is being a mum. I often think about what kind of role model I would like to be for my son and definitely the whole experience that I have gone through gives me a lot of food for thought that I would allow him to do whatever he wants to and give him the best platform that I can now because of all the action I have taken. So to be a good role model from the early stages is very important. So personal development for him as well is something I would encourage massively. You know, he doesn't have to follow the norm. 
he can become whatever he wants in life. That, that I think that is something I will instill in him for sure. And other than that, just carry on doing what I'm doing. I love mentoring people. I love seeing them get results through my own experience. You know, that's really what I give them. I'm all about gumption. Just go out there and make them make things happen. And that's what I give back as well. So it's continuing that, growing the property portfolio and really um, leaving a legacy, I, I suppose. And how does it feel to finally get your creative juices flowing in your projects? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. I never thought property could be one of the means to do that. But it's, it's really interesting because now I get involved in all the bedroom designs or what the kitchen should look like or which cushion or throw or whatever that is needs to be in the property, which is very fulfilling as well. And, you know, it's a clear example of how sometimes you don't know what the answers are, but you keep taking those steps and then all the dots, they start to join and everything starts to make sense. But it only happens if you keep on doing what you're doing and you are in action. So, Shali, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast and it's been wonderful to explore your why and and it's also been really interesting to know that actually some people don't know what their why is and it's kind of hits them in the face one day or or they stumble across it or or it evolves and I think you know today you've you've given us a, a brilliant example of how you didn't know what you wanted you had no clue what you were going to do in life you sort of move from one thing to another but then one day a chance seminar on the fact that your partner or your husband had seen that seminar in a paper on a day that he doesn't normally travel that way it's all a bit of serendipitous don't you agree yeah absolutely um you you don't always need to know you just need to keep going and Things will unfold and they will start to make sense, uh, but you just keep taking the next step. And I suppose that's what I did. I did not give up on myself, you know, that, okay, I just don't know what I want and this is how my life is going to be. And I did not even know if property was the answer, but it just happened to be. So, yeah, totally agree with you, Amy. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on on the podcast. And thank you so much. Oh, it's been wonderful. What I would love you to do, Shally, is just share with the audience one final message, please. I think the big message I can give everyone from my journey is this. Invest in yourself first. Before you think about investing in property, stocks and shares, businesses, whatever that is, your first investment needs to be in your own self. Because when you become more, you will get more in life. You will attract all of that in your life. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrowlandson.com. 
Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.